Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 227. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me here as always, except when he's not, is B.T. Calloway. And That's that's the (laughs) horrifying version of my intro. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, I should uh, mix that up into like the credits and the Simpsons. As well. And joining us yeah. all the way from the Spook K, Spook K. It makes me sound like I'm saying UK, but Spew. Anyway, Paul Salt. <laughs> That's fair, very fair. Ooh, I'm yeah. I should be as imaginative as the uh, Simpsons are in their opening credits. I'm dead, Paul Salt. <laughs> And yeah, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and yeah, welcoming you to the Simpsons Index. We review Simpsons from all across the eras, and today, Mm. being that it's October, thought it'd be appropriate to do a Treehouse of Horror. Yes. Now, Paul, we haven't had you on a Treehouse of Horror episode before, have we? No. No, you haven't. That was, yeah, a very interesting aspect of the experience this time. Mm. Yeah. So, for you, how... uh, did you like the Treehouse of Horror episodes growing up? What were your feelings on that part of the Simpsons saga? Well, obviously, I have this tremendous nostalgia for them. Yeah, I, I think so. It's strange because I was always a horror fan mm-hmm. um, growing up. So I always used to love the sort of parodies of movies that I would then recognize. And, you know, the Simpsons so many times would turn into like a, a, a what do you call it? Like a shopping list of things that you should go and check yeah. out, which for yeah. various reasons does excite me about this episode too because hey maybe some kids are going to learn about parasite from mm-hmm. watching this and that's a that's a fun idea but yeah i I'm, i still remember like whenever i watch the shining i still think of like gags from the shining you know the parody the shinning yeah <laughs> the shinning episode and same with like nightmare on elm street and yeah i, I like them they were never my favorite episodes and mm. if i were to make a list of my like my top 20 i don't think a treehouse episode would get in there because in some ways Looking back at them now, they're like a blueprint for what The Simpsons would become, which is that mm. you can throw, for the most part, character out the window and just have people do whatever gags they need to do. And, you know, plot doesn't necessarily need to make sense. You just need to get from one beat to the next in terms of funny set pieces you have. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, yeah. you know, on that format, because we did have you earlier in the year for that um, European art episode, Now Museum. Oh, yeah. That dreck. <laughs> And yeah. yeah, you're right. It sort of set the template for those offshoot episodes as well. Yes. And sort of, yeah, got further away from being, a like you said, a good source for a, a shopping list mm. of mute movies to check out because yeah. what The Simpsons did well in their classic run was taking media that they grew up loving and, you know, putting their yeah. little spin on it. And yeah, at some point, obviously, they'd run out of ideas and were just yes. doing whatever <laughs> was current. And yeah. But then also, let's parody Tim Burton's early animated movie, Vincent. (laughs) (laughs) Like, such a surreal choice. So, yeah, like some of these you do just think, okay, this is what's in vogue at the moment. And then Mm. it's like, okay, here's a ring, but with Instagram. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. No, absolutely. And it it does make The Simpsons feel, unfortunately, out of touch. And Mm. yeah. But, I mean, you could do a, you know, ring parody 20 years later yeah. if you had a story sure. to tell with it. Like, The Shining, mm. the yes. Shining episode, that was, you know, what, 20, 30 years after the movie? But it had, like, a good idea. 14. 
Okay, well, I can't, I can't do math and podcast at the but same time. The King, the King Kong episode, on the other hand, from yeah. like season three, that's a good yeah. what? Yeah, as long 60 as you years? have an idea of what to do with it, rather than ah, the kids are watching the yeah. tickety talks these days. What if that was the ring and something? Get it on my desk in three minutes. That's yeah. exactly it. Like all the way through the the parasite one, I was just thinking. What points are you making about Parasite here? Like, in the early ones, you would always get, like, an affectionate thing, but they would poke holes at the movie. Yeah. They yeah. would um, make fun of little bits of it, you know, like, and come up with, like, fun twists that made it obvious that they knew the movie and, you know, like, Homer cutting down all of the wrong doors before finally reaching <laughs> the right door <laughs> is great. And it's a very sort of specific, shining moment. Mm. Here in Parasite, it's just... Like, there's no moment where they just take a scene from Parasite and put a little silly twist on it in order to make it something of their own. You know, it's just weird, lame gags that they can yeah. cram into an almost straight-faced retelling of the story of that movie. Yeah, crammed in is going to be oh, the yeah. overriding Ooh. theme Ugh. for this one because, yeah, this Treehouse of Horror has not three, not four, but five segments. Jeez. <laughs> and... Some- even when Bambi, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can definitely tell this takes place in the Disney era. Yeah. Oh God, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Decisions made by yeah, what's in vogue right now, and who's our new corporate overlords? Mm. Oh, who's God. our business daddy? <laughs> I wonder if they can make fun of Disney in the same way they used to with Fox, yeah. or if the mouse is a bit stricter than Murdoch. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine so. Uh, anyway, this was season 33, episode 3, Treehouse of Horror 32. Yep. First Fuck released yeah. in October of 2021, it was directed by Matthew Fawn and written by John Frink. Ah, of course it was. <laughs> is, he a, is he a notorious Notorious. One? Yeah. Oh, God. And it's been one of these fun <laughs> things where I set it up with the John and everyone's like, oh, is this a Swartzwater episode? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's not a Swartzwater oh, no. <laughs> Thunks with a frink. Yeah, so frink. Um, the traditional questionnaire gets thrown out the window for these mm-hmm. uh, multi-story episodes. But yeah, starting out, we mm. mentioned before, there's a Bambi parody with Barty. Hey, mm. what did we think? Oh, God. That's just the intro oh, bit, and it's long, and immediately I'm like, oh, you're doing that thing where you put violence into a cute cartoon, and therefore it's edgy. Well done. Welcome to yeah. early, you know, not late 90s internet humor well exactly yeah and it's it's very just straight down the line just kind of you know and then just homer rushes in and kills off the hunter and it's like i don't that doesn't feel like something homer specific mm-hmm. it's not like oh if only homer had been within this story this would have happened it's yeah. like i don't know i it, it's such a baffling idea to me just come up to a writer and say uh you'll do a bad parody with the simpsons yeah treehouse of horror our normal thing where we parody horror things mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bambi. <laughs> well, again, like, I get, I don't like the bit, but I get it. What I don't get is why it ends with shipping off to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. It's, I wanted to ask about that. Why? Like, they used that obviously for their Departed parody. Yeah. My note there was the Deer Parted, but... They, like... they don't say that. That's it. That at least has some <laughs> connective tissue, but it's got nothing to do with Bambi. It's got nothing to do with Halloween. It's got nothing to do with the next yeah. segment. It's yeah. just there because they needed to yeah. put something there. It's ridiculous like that that's there. It's just like, did you still have the rights from the Departed episode? Yeah, that's what I have like, to assume. Yeah. <laughs> they just still had it kicking around. They're like, fuck, that'll do. And it's like, no, it won't. Drop kicking around. Uh, hey <laughs> Like, you, you pulled off one of your last successful burns in that episode to that music you know the rat yeah. symbolizes obviousness yeah. the last like good bit of media criticism that the simpsons <laughs> ever achieved and you want people to think about that is it just because everybody got shot in the head in this 
as they did in The Departed, because I don't think that's why people remember The Departed. It's not like Reservoir Dogs, where it's mm. known for the, you know, also, a movie where everyone dies at the end. How long ago was The Departed? That's got to be at least five or so oh, seasons. Oh, God. Uh, that was season 19, so, yeah. <laughs> Four, Whoa! 40 yeah, so years previous. It's Good so episode. We gave like, it a silver. Yeah, no, I remember having fun with the episode, but even if you're recurring, you can't, they can't be even referencing that because it's so long. Mm. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, what we're saying about Disney corporate overlords, this is like a, feels like more brand integration, because I will say for all the pointlessness feeling of it, it did look nice. Yeah. But uh, I can, no, yes. again, I can imagine the idea of like, hey, we can do this now. Why don't, what, is, what does it look like when we transfer the characters over? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I guess like the point of it, because it's incorporated in the song that they're doing as well, that like Disney films are secretly horrifying. Like mm. there's even like a later yeah. season Simpsons joke where Millhouse is like, did you know Finding Nemo has a chapter one where we meet his mother? And like, yeah, it turns out that his mum was skipping over the first scene of every single Disney movie he watched. <laughs> um, oh, that's a Friends joke, isn't it? Where um, Phoebe, oh, Phoebe's mum was turning off the um, TV just before the tragic endings that happen in classic movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Old Yeller or something. Quite good. Yeah. yeah, she'd stop it and it's like, yeah, the movie ends with them just on the farm and everything's fine. Yeah, and yeah, the one technical joke you can pull from this is yeah when homer's killing the burns homer deer is killing the burns hunter and he <laughs> goes yeah we're herbivores but today your name is herb my god yeah uh, but you're right it did look nice it mm. looked nice i couldn't it brought to mind and it's not again it's after family guys stopped being very good and it was they did a Disney parody as well in their multiverse episode, I think, mm. which is a good few seasons into when it started becoming really bad. Mm. Um, good episode, I reckon. And I think that was a good episode. And yeah, it, it parodied Disney in a way that was like had commentary on Disney. Mm. It made fun of how their Aye. songs go. It's you know? a wonderful and it was... day for pie. Yeah, yeah for pie. <laughs> yeah. I think it was when it started getting bad. I can't remember where it is. Um, nevertheless, it's it's a thing. You had a thing to say and a thing to do, and you took an opportunity. We get a chance to make a Disney-style thing, so let's do something Disney-esque mm. and kind of make fun of it, and then we can actually voice one of our big grievances at the end, which is the anti-Semitism of Mr. Disney. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, you know, a, a point to be made, fine, in a typical Family Guy subtle way. Here, it, it really does just feel like, what have we got? Yeah. Yep. What have we got? What, what have we got, and what can we do with it? Yeah, like... It's just that whole brand integration thing of The Simpsons and Disney mm. now, which is accentuated in the fucking series of shorts that The mm. Simpsons are doing that just... Yeah, none so, of which I've seen, but oh, wow. don't. They're just a waste of time. They're just so whole, uh, yeah. soulless and cynical. At yeah. three minutes, they're a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many better things. All right, and then we move on to our first like proper segment because that was yeah still an intro yes. sort of thing. Um, so mm. which one's this? Oh, yeah, this is Bong Joon-ho's This Side of Parasite. So I haven't seen Parasite, you guys? Nope, me either. Okay. Now I've just had it spoiled for me. Thanks, Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parasite was one of my favorite films of 2019. Mm. I really loved it. It's a movie, it's one of the movies I kept having reason to go and see it again because different groups of friends would be like, oh, I feel like seeing Parasite. And I'd be like, okay. And I think I saw it like four times in its initial run. Oh, wow. It oh, just wow. never got old. Yeah, nice. it never got old. I absolutely adore that movie. Yeah, it's one of those ones that I uh, want to get to, but I also know it's going to be mm. very heavy, and it's I like I need to be in the mood for a heavy film. It's lighter and more genre based than you think. Oh, okay, well, that's good. Yeah, mm. it's it's like it has the first part. It kind of plays out like a despicable black comedy, and then in fact the black comedy kind of recurs throughout the whole thing, and then mm. it gets very 
what the fuck in its second half as yeah this episode kind of spoils but don't worry oh. there's still plenty of surprises in there yeah so is that the basic story that's going on here that yeah a family of workers for a rich family move in and then there's other families living in the walls as well or well the basic story is that yeah a guy get a very poor family living in a basement with crappy you know everything mm-hmm. the son gets a job tutoring english to a very rich family he sort of dresses himself up and they fake a certificate to get in and then gradually one by one he secretly replaces each of their staff members with a member of his family so they're like compromised people like the most difficult one to do is the housekeeper and they have to really destroy her reputation subtly and like neg Mm-hmm. Wow. everyone else and then that's how they slip the mum in there the driver's much more easy um they get the dad in there and it's yeah it's just a matter of stealthing the family into this household and of course you know the people who work there don't know mm. that they were one family they think they're unrelated employees um and yeah then there's a twist that's not quite as ridiculous as you see in the episode but yeah there's a, right. there's a switch where it makes a genre shift yeah but it's all an analogy for class obviously somewhat yeah. on the nose and i thought that maybe they would comment on that but then they're not really interested in commenting on no they just there. like no, yelling any any kind of comments yeah no my kind of confusion on this one was that we're not in the simpsons house at the beginning we're in a different basement i'm like oh yeah okay you're in a pretty much recreation of the film house yeah and it's like mm. you could just yeah. use the simpsons house there's no reason to change yeah. that and it's just and why are we using Rainer Wolfcastle and not well i guess he's got a kid hasn't he yeah yeah, yeah i thought doesn't. that was at least continuity with the show which it so often ignores and stuff i thought yeah that, yeah. Was, that was a great thing to bring in you could have just made generic rich family yeah. but yeah they actually yeah. decided yeah. to pull from their uh, roster i do want to say this segment mm. has one of my very few up arrows which is the sailboat painting <laughs> literally goes floating behind the couch and i kind of thought oh nice touch <laughs> yeah i like that <laughs> I, I didn't hate as well Homer just grabbing a glass and uh, mm. scooping up the basement water to just for the purposes of a spit take. I was like, yeah, yeah okay, nice. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. quite good. The, the where's a drink, I need a spit take is a, or, mm. a fine bit. Oh, did he say that out loud? No, no, just, no um, uh, This is me enjoying the bit. <laughs> I w- wouldn't have put it past us to have him say that. Yeah. I do enjoy the Mr. Sparklebox being there. I know it's pandering, but mm. hey. It yeah. made me think of <laughs> it's nice to times. be reminded of better episodes within yeah. this, not that good <laughs> episode. Pandas work I, sometimes. I do have a good uh, a gag that I did like in it, though, which is the socialism gag. The idea of, you know, hey, if we all just work together, we could come up with a solution that will suit everyone. Yeah. Well, I'll work for that. Sounds good. As long as it's not socialism. Yeah. Well, it has some similarities, and then it's like, get her. You <laughs> yeah. know, that was... That That's was fun, sort of real. phobia around the word. I like that. And it was close to a comment on the actual themes of the movie. So mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, it was one of those like general laughs, you know. It's just like yeah. <laughs> It's too real. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, literally my only other note on this one is when they're watching Itchy and Scratchy and it's not snow piercer, it's Doe Piercer. And I'm like, yeah. Doe is something Homer says. Why do Itchy and Scratchy have it in their thing? That's Thank not you. Yeah. Yeah. Thought we wouldn't notice the fuckers we did. <laughs> yeah oh that bugged me so much and just yeah the uh, the idea that this already crammed up treehouse of horror throws in a fucking uh itchy and scratchy as well mm. for a nothing oh snow piercer reference yeah it is nothing but i do like the bluntness of it it almost feels like an anti-comedy gag where you mm. have like here's the premise it's it's snow piercer this big epic movie and we have the establishing shot and we cut to the trade and then just itchy stabs scratchy with a fucking ticket hub and it's just like nothing there's mm. no imagination to it that's kind of funny but then the music they use makes it feel overproduced mm. and that's that the music's so heavy-handed in modern simpsons that it just ruins any gag they have that might actually work 
Yep. Yeah. Just replace everything with shipping out to Boston. We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried that someone might put a supercut together of all the times I've appeared on your episode, and it's just like the same complaints over and over again. <laughs> well, it's the same problems. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. Like, yeah. Sometimes when I've gone back to older episodes of the podcast, it's like, oh wow, like we're just saying the same thing, just replace the episode title. Like, <laughs> I get that sometimes. It's like, wow, I thought I worked on this thought and developed it over time, but no, there it is here, and this thing I said six years ago (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i didn't mind in the background of the rich people's house they had a 3d sushi printer i don't know just that premise made me okay yeah that's a good detail but yeah this episode yeah just ultimately devolves into yeah the reveal that there's a bunch of families living to the in this house and it i don't know it just gets chaos and dumb for me yeah Mm. and this was the best segment (laughs) (laughs) oh and then homer makes a play gym for maggie out of all the dead bodies and yeah marge is like i could do without all the dead bodies yeah which i briefly (laughs) thought might have been a house that jack built reference but i don't think it is oh wow that would have been a pull yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah we done with this one yeah i think so all right and moving on to the third segment nightmare on elm tree now Mm. yeah when this started out immediately i was like (laughs) i've done nightmare yeah Yeah, we've been here very memorably and well but, Do not touch Willie. Good advice. <laughs> but yeah, little to do with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I want to set this one no. up. Paul recently re- reviewed a Simpsons episode, Halloween of Horror. Now, mm. in that one, oh. it's a Simpsons Halloween episode that isn't Treehouse of Horror. It's just yeah. a ca- oh. Canon Simpsons episode that happens to take place in Halloween. Mm. And they oh. make a meta joke in that where Flanders goes to Homer, oh, aren't you going to tell three spooky stories this year? And Homer's like, oh, yeah, we got Muppets, Wizard of Oz, and I don't know, the furniture come alive or something. <laughs> and that was like... That's quite, yeah. Six years before this one. And yeah, this is uh. just literally trees come alive. What would that be like? Yeah, which they have made stuff like that work before. Like, if you think of the mascots coming Mm. alive and, Mm. you know, one of the very first Halloween episodes, the mascots just come alive and it's not based on anything. Like, they can make stuff like that work. It just depends how funny they make it. But yeah, trees coming alive here was very strange. It reminded me a lot of that episode where they parody uh, the Peanuts where they've got the Mm. living pumpkin because it comes to life and is horrified by all the atrocities humanity has committed against pumpkins. And it's more or less the same jokes. And, it is, uh, yeah. They just find an old tree yard and it's like... Yep. Oh my god, you mentioned the mascots one, Paul, and even yeah. in this one they have mm. a gag where a giant tree kicks a little dog that's barking at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that was the point. It was um, You made a mention about how they make a meta comment about the structure of the Halloween episodes. They try and do that again here. I forget where exactly, yeah. but they talk about how there's usually three stories, the middle one being the worst, mm. and it's like... Okay, um, <laughs> I don't know how to break this to you, Simpsons writers. <laughs> You're not doing too well yet. Uh, that said, yeah. it is very different from the pumpkin episode in the sense that it mm. has the ending from the dolphins episode. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the dolphin episode. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, where they all meet in the town square underneath the statue of Jebediah Springfield and all have a big melee fight. Because that's wow. the exact same ending in the same location. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, and the villains win, so there you go. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just yeah. one of those things where they just, you know, whiteboard writing. They figured out as many tree references as they could, and they yeah. crammed them in here. Like, the tree you can drive through came to life, and Shelf Silverstein's the giving tree. And mm-hmm. then they just had a random yeah. Burns family tree board walking yeah. around as well. It's yeah, like, 
It's like, oh, everything that's a tree has come to life. And it's like, I could imagine myself in a better mood finding that funny, but it hasn't yeah. put the legwork in at uh, this stage. Same with the baseball bat coming to life and being like, I'm going to hit a homer. So if I was having a better time, I might enjoy that. But... <laughs> Speaking of which, if I had more goodwill to expend towards the Simpsons, I might have engaged more with the transplant joke. Mm. But it's as it happens, so I just wasn't sure there. what to make it. Yeah, yeah, it's so laboured and so lazy that I genuinely don't think they had anything to say to be offended about. So, mm. yeah, it's just like, uh. Uh, it's, yeah, just again the whiteboard writing. Someone threw up, yeah, little shop of horrors, yeah. and then that's how they, yeah, yeah uh, got to that joke. You can tell it's, yeah. There's some quote out there, isn't there? That's um, never assume malice where incompetence is a ex- is an <laughs> explanation. Like, yeah, no, I like it. <laughs> That's it. It's a I've good way got, of going for life. I've got a couple of quick little up arrows. Um, I like when Bart's telling the scary story. He's lighting his face from below, not with the torch, but with the phone. Um, oh, yeah, that was a good detail. I thought that was a nice... That's, that's the first one, isn't it? The very first Treehouse of Horror is them in the treehouse with the yeah. um, was, the flashlight. The classic yeah. thing of, you know, yeah, sitting around the campfire and the storyteller is lighting their face with the flashlight. I don't know where that started, but yeah. it's, you know, the cliche. And I like that they've got, again, didn't drag yeah. uh, attention to it. It was just a, a detail. Uh, and yeah. I did like Willie uh, dual wielding chainsaws, wearing rollerblades with buzz saws strapped <laughs> to his leg. That I could be. Yeah, I didn't mind him as well chainsawing his own arms off. That was all right. But yeah. Oh yeah. Again, the ensuing fight. It's just it's like the parasite thing. It just felt like chaos. Yeah. And not like fun chaos. Just no. like ah, stuff <laughs> happened, and I literally cannot remember a single second of it. Mm, they defeat them with the power of pollen. Mm. It's really hard to remember anything of this, really. It's, <laughs> this whole episode is just, un, it slips right out of the mind because there's nothing substantial to sort of root yeah. the jokes to. It's one of those oh, ones where it's root. even hard to remember Trees. because, yeah, nice. Because uh, there's nothing <laughs> even really to get angry about. It's just. Yeah. Well, again, just, uh, just try, I feel like this one is also trying to appease the Disney overlords. They get Groot in there and it's like, oh, they're making fun of oh, that yeah. brain damage tree. And. Mm. Mm, yeah. 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 Yikes. <laughs> oh, I did add one joke I liked that everyone's, you know, got their weapons ready mm. and brandished and, you know, Homer cocks a shotgun or whatever and then Lenny cocks a shovel. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mind see that. that. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. I didn't notice that. That's good. Um, but that's all I got to say on this one. Anyone else? Yep. Yep. Nope. I'm out. <laughs> all right. And then we get uh, somewhat of a segment, but more like a little interlude, rhyming yeah. couplet thingy. Yeah. It's called yeah. the Poetic Interlude, yeah. aka the Telltale Bart. Again, I was yep. like, Simpsons, we've been here, yeah. Telltale Head, and the Telltale Heart <laughs> in the Allison episode. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, Maurice LaMarche pulls out his uh, best Vincent Price and does this like year of... Bar- Is this a reference to something? I didn't get this. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of Vincent Price's first films called uh, Vincent. Oh. Which, right. um, yeah, it was actually narrated by Vincent Price. I think right. one of his few, uh, final few projects, and it's, yeah... It's just a story about a, a ghastly little kid called Vincent who's very macabre, and his mm. mother wishes he would go out and play... Yeah, and it's just in this animation style. You know, it's a very Tim Burton, very early Tim Burton, yeah. which is, you know, my preferred brand. I think everybody's preferred brand. No <laughs> yeah, one prefers no one the likes Post modern. Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> no one yeah, likes no one prefers brand. this century's Tim Burton. <laughs> I don't know. His career, I think, peaked with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but Alice in Wonderland, but, you know, <laughs> each their own. <laughs> um, oh, God, yeah. And yeah, it's got the same yeah. art style they used for when mm. Bart tells a story about Dark Stanley many, many, many years ago. Oh, yeah, um, God. I don't know what you call that style. It's where everyone's going to got black, slightly swirly eyes, and it's... Yeah, know. and shading is sort of done by, you know, mm. lines, you know... Yeah, cross-hatching. Cr- crossing and... Yeah. Yeah. 
sort of uh, ink drawing. I, I mean, I guess it was like just a fairly nothing segment, but I didn't exactly hate this one. I didn't hate it. It just had, like, I, I wasn't sure what we were doing. And when I realized it was a short interlude in, in amongst mm. an episode that already had an extended intro and that clearly every segment could have done with some more breathing space to actually have something happen. Yes. It's, it just became yeah. the insult of you had such little, you had to have a fourth segment. Like, yeah. Fifth? You had mm. to find filler for this 20-minute episode, which already had four things going on. That's really, really annoying. And the extra insult of, like, Homer stopping to make the segment hurry up mm. as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it um, did feel like, what are we doing uh, here? Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. but for the most part, it's just mischievous things Bart's done, you know, cutting the heads off of Lisa's Malibu Stacey's, yeah. catfishing Mrs. Krabappel, which I had weird feelings about given that it was clearly a reference to Woodrow. However, it also mentions Tinder. Yeah. These are not things that happen at the same time. And then Bart murders <laughs> oh the God. entire family. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that was an escalation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Another, like, thing that I got really hung up on, much uh, similar to the Doe Piercer thing which was Maggie had that frog from the episode Smart and Smarter where mm -hmm. you, you push the button that says the letters. She kills the Vincent Price guy with like a pull string on the back of it. That's not how yeah. that toy works. Yeah. Like they even demonstrate <laughs> that's not how that toy works when she presses RIP after it. Like, oh. Yeah. yeah. And that phonic frog should have said... Phonic frog, that was it. Yeah, because it pronounces <laughs> things phonically. Yeah, but it's also an example of just, of course, Maggie has to kill Vincent Price to get out of this segment because they can't think of another. It's just, you could just finish yeah, it. Yeah. He stops the story and closes the book and we move on. Why do we have to have Maggie strangle him? <laughs> <laughs> and that moves us on to the last thing, which we mentioned before. Yes. It's the ring, but what if TikTok was a ring? Mm. Hey, yes. what do we think? <laughs> As an idea, it's not bad because I seem to remember, like, I think one of the Ring books, which I did, I read when I was a teenager, did end with, like, the Ring video getting uploaded to the internet. It was, like, 2004. Mm. So, right. you know, this is going to mean the end of the world eventually once everybody downloads it. But, yeah, it's an interesting idea that, like, information shared so quickly now that yeah. you went back to the inherent idea of the Ring, which is about, you know, someone trying to communicate their own suffering in a really unpleasant way. Mm. That could be interesting to explore. But, like, yeah, it's just. I remember so little is the thing. <laughs> like, yeah. I have one note that there were two gags in here that I liked, and they are the two gags of the episode, so I guess that makes this my favourite episode. This is my favourite <laughs> segment. One is Milhouse saying it was nicer than to give me ghost glasses, which is a nice little thing because in order to have written that joke, mm -hmm. they would have to have anticipated that they're going to do Milhouse as a ghost and that he would be wearing glasses. So that implies a sort of improvisational kind of frivolity there that doesn't bespeak the hundreds of hours that probably go into actually yeah. crafting the nonsense they've written in an afternoon. And then the other one is like the only part of this that feels like a genuine Halloween episode joke. Grandpa can't hear the creepy voice on the phone mm. telling him he's got seven days to live. Because the great Halloween episodes will always just take Simpsons characters and place them into mm. scary movies and have the fact that they are Simpsons characters dictate what happens next yeah homer's really dumb so he's gonna f mess up something that he needs to do in the episode or you know something like that play into their character fault and grandpa not being able to hear the person on the phone mm. yeah that's the only time i felt that they had done that in this episode yes. well i mean for me it was just begging the question why is the phone voice a dude when it's you know yes. the little girl down the well is the same it's like and there's an, i thought okay maybe there's an explanation later no 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 and it's a creepy girl in the movie as well so it's yeah. like yeah, very you know weird. What? Make it that mildly unsettling TikTok voice that 
you know narrates a lot of the voice the videos oh, because yeah. this is the face my dog makes when i give her treaty cheats yeah because it's yeah. almost yeah. the uncanny valley you will of, die in of, seven days yeah <laughs> make it that because it's already kind of creepy because it's got a kind of uncanny valley <laughs> where it's almost right but there's yeah. something just a little bit wrong about it so yeah that's a female yeah. voice it makes more sense for tiktok and it's just, I don't know why they've got this deep-voiced man who's all like, what? what, what? No, like yeah. the decision-making in this segment was baffling to me. I think this was my least favourite, where also they yeah. set it up by having Sherry and Terry go up to Lisa, oh, we didn't invite you to our party, our cool party where we all watched a TikTok together. I'm like, I feel yeah, like they why are you a... talking to her? Yeah. <laughs> like, I understand, that's kids being dickheads who being like, hey, we had everyone around but you because we hate you. And we did this a week ago and it said we're going to die in a week and then mm. Ralph somehow kicks their heads off just from uh, swinging yeah. on the swing. Yeah, because that's the thing. that Everyone else other than Lisa doesn't actually see the girl crawl out of the TV. It's more of a final destination of just something in the environment gets them. Yeah, that's true. And so it's like, which movie are we doing here? <laughs> but it also <laughs> feels a like point, a fundamental yeah. misunderstanding of like how people interact with TikTok as well in, mm. you know, just being yeah. this thing well, that you swipe through. You don't you like g- gather the family around to watch a TikTok yeah. together. <laughs> like we're all gonna have the, all the friends come over to TikTok. I gather around the iPhone, children. We're gonna have a little <laughs> bit of a TikTok. Who would like to swipe to the next? Yeah, and the idea of having that in a school, having it going around, that'd be fine. And then Lisa, being a big book nerd, hasn't seen it. There, yeah, that's better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she can be yeah. one of those TikTok snobs that's yeah. just like, oh, I don't engage with that platform. You know, yeah. Have Terry show up, but Sherry's not there, and Terry is terrified. Huh? Uh, uh, and you know, have Lisa be the one who asks why, and she's all like, she died this morning, and I know I'm next because I, you know, watched yeah. this thing, and that's how you get it in. Yeah. But that would actually require effort. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like this uh, whole setup as well was just to set up the end where Lisa's like, oh, let's find the beauty inside the ring girl and then, yeah, puts makeup on her skeleton teeth, which kind of like that yeah. joke. Yeah. But yeah, then, like, yeah. the ring girl thinking that Lisa was too overbearing and stuff, it just, I don't know. This segment just kind of did Lisa dirty. Yeah. And it's yeah. a fundamental misunderstanding of the ring as well, where it wasn't, I want people to hear my story. It was, I want people to suffer because I suffered. Yeah. Neither Samara nor Sadako were always just hoping for a friend the whole time. Yeah, just wanted to <laughs> hang out and have someone to have lunch with. Um, uh, Naomi Watts didn't get it. <laughs> so we get two Ralph lines in this segment as well. I didn't mind the first one. Yes. It's like, I killed Jerry and Larry. I quite like that because, yeah, just the idea he didn't know their fucking names. And also he's very, co- it seems like he's quite innocently done it. But no, he's very cognizant of the fact he's just murdered these two people, <laughs> which, yeah, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, watch out, people. Kids swinging on swings. Yeah, yeah. take your head clean <laughs> off with no blood. Exactly. Straight off. And the other one was apparently Willie tells Chief Wiggum about this and he ran away scared and then smash cut to Ralph. Yeah. Go, hey, that's my yeah. pee-pee bed. Not anymore. Ugh, yeah, man. Uh, does anyone yeah. else have any notes about this segment? Uh, I've got a half positive, which was um, to cover over the well. They just put up a gopher skin rug stand, and it's just kind of such an odd. Th- like I assumed it would just get paved over, but they're like, no, nope, we set up this stand with something no one would want, so no yeah. one would ever go yeah. near it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is the implication at least? No, all I. The only other note I have is the last ep- note I made for the episode, which was just. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, the Disney song comes back at the end for some reason. And, uh, and yeah, then they a... bring Canon Kodos in for another meta commentary. Oh, we didn't know how yeah. to fit these guys in the episode. Huh. 
which you know have they even like i haven't seen as many of these things mm. as you guys have <laughs> but even at the point when i gave up kang and kodos were not mainstay like absolute mainstays of the halloween episodes uh, it's just like they would sometimes appear it's just tradition to always have them there in some capacity so they're just keeping that yeah. up but they don't know how anymore so they're just like oh they're here tradition upheld and yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's at it's at the point as well where having a meta commentary that they couldn't fit them in the episode is so overused anyway. Right. Like, yeah, because they've done that multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> you mentioned your overall note was Jesus. Any other final thoughts before we Jesus. rank this thing? Um, I think my final note was yes, because you mentioned at the beginning. This is my first Halloween episode that I've covered with you guys. Generally speaking, Halloween episodes were never my favorite because there was always a compromise on character and the emotional sort of storyline mm. of the whole thing. Yeah, sure. Nevertheless, my God, do they? If you go back and watch those segments, do they speak to the economy of storytelling that yeah. they were uh, capable of? Like, absolutely. I keep coming back to the episode where Homer has the toaster that sends him to the past. Mm. That segment does so much without feeling rushed. Yeah. In my head, I can almost flesh that out to a whole episode in terms of the amount of things that happened to it. And it must have been like seven minutes max. And everything that happens when it makes sense for Homer, you know, and just feels like mm. a spooky episode of The Simpsons, which is what you want from these things. And yeah, I think really the Halloween episode here just accentuates the problems of The Simpsons now, which has that it just has become let's have a vague premise and then have people pitch whatever jokes they have and we'll stick them in, yeah. you know, and we'll have whatever character say it because who cares? Mm. It's unfortunate. It's really accentuating some of the issues that The Simpsons has now. Yeah. And it, but it, yes. It's really annoying because like the Treehouse of Horrors, like for a while there were kind of like an island in bad Simpsons seasons where mm. they right. sort of like, because of the inherent ridiculous nature of it, yeah. you could It'd still be sort fun. of yeah. yeah get on board with some more of the fantastical elements in the way that you couldn't with right. a regular canon episode. But yeah, yeah, we've been on actually a hot run of pretty good modern Simpsons mm. lately. I was hoping I'd continue oh, today, good. but <laughs> uh, sorry, Paul. Oh, <laughs> no, no way. Hey, you know, I made you guys watch Click. So. <laughs> <laughs> Worst things have happened. <laughs> But yeah, just to round off the episode, I forgot to mention as well that uh, basketballer Tree Rollins was playing himself in the tree episode. Uh, oh, segment. yes. Mm. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's a <laughs> thing that happened. And he's like, I may be human, but I don't forget my tree roots. And my, yeah. I don't know who. Yeah, I mean, roots. I get it because your shirt says who you are just yeah. in case, but just. Uh. It's a guy and his uh, name is Tree. I guess, yeah. I guess Leaf Phoenix was out or something. <laughs> Wait, was that Walking's real name? Anyway, um, I, I have no idea. And also doing the Disney singing song was Susan Egan, who's a yeah Broadway star, um, but also we might know her as Rose Quartz from Steven Universe, oh, right. Lynn from Spirited Away, and oh wow, re- trying to read my notes, <laughs> Megan here. Uh, the Meg from the Jason Statham <laughs> yeah. movie, The Meg. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah. One. <laughs> Voiced a giant Talented, shark. diverse actor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time to rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. We rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just you give it a participant but for the positive rankings you are okay bronze good silver excellent gold but for the best of the very best you give cubic zirconia. I'll go first. Let me show you how it's done. Um, no. Uh, how will I show you how it's done? Jesus. Mm. <laughs> I am uh, maybe going with a participant. I think that's where I'm leaning. Like, I could yeah. have gone a failure because it is so dreadfully dull, but, like, yeah. I, I just I don't care enough about it to kick it in the well and <laughs> wait for its TikTok. BT. Yeah. <laughs> wait for its uh, TikTok. Look, I, 
it is it is a hard split because it's one of those things where it I was just mostly bored and meh, mm. and it's hard to rile up too much. It's hard to rile up too much from the content of the episodes themselves. Why I'm going to give yeah. it a failure is because the episode as an overall is just so lazy and just lacks any sense of effort or passion mm. or care or anything. Everything feels like it's first pass mm. and yeah. just so rushed and crammed in and intellectually mm. deserves a participant because it's fine. You're not going to think about it too much, but just for the sheer fact of how little it put forth bothers me on like a fundamental level so i'm gonna fail Absolutely. go into that well and <laughs> die seven days later and paul what do you reckon the only thing that makes it tricky is i feel like you guys need a lower level than fail because failure <laughs> implies just didn't manage to do it whereas there needs to be something for actively pissed me off which this didn't is yeah. the thing. and the fact that it didn't makes me want to give it the one ranking next up mm -hmm. but you're right it is ultimately uh, an episode that fails at what it's set out to do and so it should get a fail but i will give it a participant because yep. i have to hold on to your lowest ranking for the ones where all the way through i'm just like oh yeah <laughs> There are definitely a lot where we've <laughs> given it a participant with the asterisks of... I, the only reason I didn't fail it is yeah. I don't actively hate it. I don't have that distaste for it. But it's so boring, it's <laughs> arguably worse than a failure because yeah. I just nothing just it so hard. Up. Yeah, classic yeah. apathy is worse than hatred. Sort yeah, of exactly. Yeah. All right, well, that averages out at a dull participant, which I feel like is yeah, just I feel very good. appropriate. That, that feels good. Uh, so yep. I sometimes wonder where our rankings, you know, if we got it right, but that one is objectively correct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good call. Well, Paul, thank you very much for joining us today and apologies, but thank you. It was <laughs> <laughs> No, it is always a pleasure because, you know, revisiting The Simpsons like this reminds me of how good The Simpsons generally was. You know, it mm. makes me reflect on why it works so well. And this time, as an added bonus, I also get to reflect on how good Parasite is and Vincent. <laughs> so. Go in for a fifth time, why not? <laughs> mm -hmm. Actually, I forgot yeah. to ask you at the top of the show, I often ask our returning guests, um, has ah. you know us introducing into new Simpsons made you curious about the new episodes? Have you gone in on any modern Simpsons at all? No, the only modern Simpsons I've watched is uh, the stuff that you suggested we watch, mm. and then I think I watched like the first episode with uh, a new actor for Carl, just to you know see how mm. that was, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty much the only time I've ever checked in with modern Simpsons. Um, was that the Undercover Burns one where yes, Mr. Burns got in a David Harbour suit? We quite liked that one. Yeah, weird yeah, as it is, okay. it was it was some fun. <laughs> Bad ending, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, I no, I, I haven't had too much curiosity to go back. I still do watch, me and the family just still do watch Golden Age just mm. constantly. It's one thing that we can all agree on, and so we all do go back to seasons three through seven, mm. you know, with great regularity. So, yeah, we still have The Simpsons in our lives, and mm -hmm. maybe that's why it's just a bit too painful to yeah. engage with the new stuff. Yeah, and with the absolute yeah. glut of it as well. Mm. <laughs> yes, my God. <laughs> When you pointed out that one of the episodes was like 16 seasons ago, it's like, <laughs> that's twice as many good as there were good episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's such a baffling thought. Yeah. Time in The Simpsons is a difficult, difficult subject. Yeah. We're only two years away from the movie being the halfway point. Wow. <laughs> God almighty. You know, the other day I realized, no, a few months ago, I realized that Scream came out closer to Halloween than today. All right. <laughs> that was an overwhelming thought. <laughs> but um, when was the Tracy Ullman shorts? Was it 1988? It was... Like the 
Mm, uh, yeah, around Sorry, there. having to do maths. 89 minus 3. <laughs> Hard maths there. Oh, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, then there you go. No, so, oh, sorry, so, no, it was minus 2. So 87 to uh, 89 was when they were airing. And I just need to remember that The Simpsons has been running my entire life yep. yeah. and will always be. That's what I need to bear in mind is that every year of my life I was doing something, somebody was working on The Simpsons. And that's kind of terrifying. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe good. I'm holding this to too high a standards. Mm. It's still in coherent English. That's more than I could achieve had I been writing yeah. something for fucking 30, 35 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one day one day we'll tune in, it'll all just be in Simlish. And uh, we'll be like, oh, it's happened. <laughs> They've Simplish. finally given up on English. Yeah. Oh, me. Grab some abs and doobie. <laughs> They're just doing the cadence of what they expect an episode to be I mean, now. Don Hertzfeld like did, did predict that. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Paul, uh, where can people find you hmm. if they want to hear more of you? Yes, if I wanted to hear your opinions on the Scream franchise early, which I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yep, you can find out all about our opinions on the Scream franchise coming up very soon, actually, on the OGT Pod. That's, uh, yeah, One Good Thing podcast. So OGT Pod is what you type in and you'll get us because someone else has stolen all the SEO for One Good Thing. But we are the One Good Thing and we find good things to say about bad movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a podcast, Quest Fantastic, which is a um, actual play, role-playing, tabletop role-playing game uh where i play a little character called blur and it's a fun little sort of adventure in a dnd setting i think it's pronounced black it is it's pronounced black <laughs> yeah you're underselling your own character of a haiku writing frog <laughs> i should have anticipated my little haiku um writing frog guy's name when but you're gonna have to say this in a lot of different contexts and you're gonna need to really nail it every time <laughs> Um, yeah, there's that, and there's also Jen and the Film Critic at Screen Mayhem, where I do my film reviews. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything for now. Wonderful. And yeah, yeah, we've been absolutely loving Quest Fantastic, and um, love what you and uh, the other Paul have brought to that sphere with um, <laughs> Sarah and Nell and Jen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful work. Yeah. Really good shit. Oh, and so good. that th- This group has been together for like six years, and it's so good that we're finally sharing sort of how fun those sessions have been mm. with everyone. Mm. Yeah. No, it's a great vibe. Yeah, absolutely go check that out. And yeah. BT, if people want to check out right. more of our stuff, where can they do that? We can do that on whatever podcatcher they're currently listening to. They can check out Thrones of Game. It's hard to find, but it is worth it because it's where we review Game of Thrones backwards. <laughs> yep, talking about compromised SEO. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ah, th- we did not think of that at all, but uh, hey, it worked out. And yeah, very fond of that show. You can also check out Pulp Fury Radio, which is our fiction scripted podcast from a bunch of pulp genres. So if you want a little bit of mystery or noir or a little bit of schlock horror we got you covered it's some good stuff and if you're feeling generous you can go to patreon.com slash sidequest studios that's the umbrella for everything that we do and you get a bunch of exclusive podcasts over 80 at this point so things like we uh check out the dvd extras to let you know what those are like and we actually saw some deleted scenes from the shinning which had a lot of fat trimmed from it for the better all oh those God, fat yeah. things we know. Oh, that's right. And wow. there were like three John Denver jokes. They tried yeah. to make ripping on John Denver a running gag in the shinning thing. Wow. Yeah. And it only got as far as the storyboard, but yeah. um it was a good cut. It was a good thing to get rid of. Amazing. Mm. That's exactly it feels like now that the whole episode is just that stuff that they would have cut from those episodes. Oh it, yeah. For oh, no real. Question. No, it, it's funny that, like, yeah, when we're going through the deleted scenes, like, there's some hidden gems in there. It's like, oh, mm. I don't know why they cut that. Yeah. But then, yeah, for the majority of the time, it's like, 
this is the problem with modern Simpsons yeah. that they removed yeah. from old, like, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> even then, we're, sometimes we're like, how did this get to the point of being animated? It should have been cut in script. Yeah. It's terrible. But there's not only that, we also, <laughs> you know, we, we take me through all the episodes I was not here for, and uh, we've been lately been doing uh, Starring Springfield, where we uh, check out movies starring the actors of The Simpsons yeah. as physical characters and not just voices. <gasps> sometimes voices. Gasp. Yeah, that's been a lot of fun we finally get to do film reviews and uh yeah got such a mixed yeah. bag in there it's been great yeah because yeah yeah movies that the simpsons cast have starred in is a really Wildly wide and yeah. weird range of things and like yeah paul you yeah. guys suggested we do click and it's like oh yeah julie kavner played adam sandler's mom in a movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird and it's such a great way of doing a cross-section through some oh, yeah. of american mostly comedy movies but mm. there's some weird other stuff in there too like we did a short list of stuff to recommend and there was a lot of interesting things in that list oh, yeah. so yeah really good premise but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> ones that we've reviewed so for like the twilight zone the movie mm-hmm. or twilight zone oh, the movie yeah. as it's titled yeah you can watch uh, Possessed wow. Cars chase Lisa in Maximum Overdrive. Yes, you can. <laughs> oh, she's playing like an overbearing motor mouth uh, <laughs> southern girl. It's, yeah, like we've never seen them before. And yeah, if you are yeah. a Patreon as well, you mm-hmm. suggest the movies that we review. So yeah. go check Woo! that out, patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. Uh, yeah, otherwise I think that does it for today. Uh, Paul, yep. once again, thank you very much for joining us. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, and check out us on uh, OGT. We uh, reviewed Parker with Paul recently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cross promotion. And at Happier Times, other things as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. In the past, we reviewed Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, and that was great. Mortal Kombat Annihilation and Resident Evil. Yeah. yeah. Go check that out at OGT Pod. <laughs> BT, and thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Um, and- I should have had an out. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to hold on to that. Okay, well, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the haunted house. Remember, the one good thing about (laughs) Simpsons Halloween of Horror XXXII is when it reminds you of how good a film Parasite is. Woo! Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. Um, all right. I, I am recording. I'm recording. Awesome. Click good. good. And Can we do another count? Yeah, yeah. Lead the okay. way, Paul. Well, do. Five, four, three, three two, two, one. one. I mean, there's like a whole weird, like, rogues gallery of sync methods that people have out yeah. there in the <laughs> wild. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to see the podcast just goes, hello, 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 (laughs) it's time to pod. Oh, a barbershop pod. (laughs) Just. (laughs) They're the most boring podcast as well, aside from that. Like, they do that really jazzy intro, and then it's like, okay, here's our biggest tax advice for the month. Yeah. (laughs) 101 tips for starting your own barbershop quartet. Number one, you're going to need the hats. Yeah. <laughs> get the hat, get the striped suit, just go out into the <laughs> wild and just go, start going, hello, wait for someone to join yep. in. <laughs> Terrorist <spot, yeah. laughs> Now, despite what people will tell you, you don't actually need a barbershop. This is a common misconception. A costly misconception yeah. as well. <laughs>